What's up, Internet? It's Big Bad Voodoo, and in case you've been stuck on Military Island all week, here's what's new from the Pachinki Underground. This week we received new content for PUBG, and now that we've had a little time to play around with it, I thought I'd go over some of the big changes and give my impressions so far. The patch notes released earlier this week addressed the upcoming vaulting system. The dev stated that because it attempts to dynamically address each object as the player tries to climb or vault, it is based on a rather complex algorithm. The developers state that they are looking to have the system in testing around November, and will likely have it on the test server for an extended period of time in order to have it rigorously tested by the player base. The developers also addressed the AFK problem, stating that they have implemented rules to prevent AFK farming, but wisely chose not to reveal what those rules are. The notes again address the question of first-person servers in other regions than the US and the EU. They state that they are looking into the South America and Southeast Asia regions, and are using the oceanic information as a kind of case study for adding first-person to those areas. Finally, the developers state that they're on track for their roadmap to leave early access by the end of Q4 2017. It's an ambitious goal considering all the work they're still putting in, expanding the game, and fixing bugs. So on to the changes. I'll link them in the show notes so you can read all of them, but I'll touch on the points that I found interesting. First off is the addition of the foggy weather. This weather condition will have a low chance of occurring, I'd imagine the same rate as rain or sunset, and it's going to change a lot of things about the game. It's very dense, and even comes with an eerie wind sound effect that makes it sound very much like a horror movie. Vision is limited to about 150 to 200 meters, so long-range sniping is not going to be very useful on the fog maps. A silenced weapon, on the other hand, will be absolutely beastly. Combined with effective cover, it'll be extremely difficult to pinpoint the direction of fire from a suppressed weapon. This is also going to change the dynamic of chasing crates. It's very difficult to see the plane unless you're directly under the flight path, and it's even harder to see the care package as it comes floating down. It's going to come down to a lot of luck if you're looking to chase the care package. I think the biggest impact that the fog map is going to have is on the range of combat. SMGs and shotguns are going to be far more valuable in these matches than snipers or DMRs. Also in the world section of the notes was the addition of a new town east of Stalber named Kameshki. If you're familiar with the northeast corner of the map, this village extends from the gas station to the murder house. I was surprised to see this in the notes, but even more surprised that they didn't just add a few buildings. They added a very robust town that exists on two different levels and included a lot more structures all over the Stalber hill. User KIU16 on Reddit made a comparison pointing out all the differences in the region between the old server and the new update. I'll link it in the notes so you can take a look. The new town includes a warehouse structure, more than a dozen houses, and a salvage yard with a garage near the gas station. It's going to be a hotspot for a while until the novelty wears off, so if you're not up for a fight, I would avoid it. As for options and settings, the developers made some significant changes on the UI front. The ability to change the color of crosshairs was introduced, which is a nice quality of life change. They added a variety of new keybinds, including the option to double tap Q or E to toggle lean, a single keybind for medical supplies that uses whatever the top-end item you have in stock is, and gave us a method of marking our current position through the use of the insert key. This will be especially nice in squads when you come across a piece of loot that another team member needs. The new patch also introduces some weapon changes. The largest two are obviously the addition of the Mini-14 and the removal of a Tommy gun from crates and introduction as a world spawn. The Mini-14 is a beast of a weapon. As I and many others guessed, it's being added as a DMR, which means it'll take sniper rifle attachments. It has a base magazine size of 20 rounds and can go up to 30 with an extended mag. It doesn't use a tactical stock or even sniper buttstock attachments like the cheek pad, but it does support barrel attachments, magazine attachments, and scopes. The Mini-14 has a lower damage than the SKS or the Mark-14, but the bullet speed is blistering and the gun sounds awesome. The other weapon that we saw changed was the Tommy gun. It was removed from the crate and introduced as a world spawn. With this adjustment, some changes were necessary. The gun now spawns with a 30-round magazine and can get up to 50 with an extended mag. On the upside, they gave the gun the ability to mount underbarrel attachments, either the angled foregrip or a really cool-looking wooden vertical foregrip. 
The gun still can't mount any optics, so it's definitely going to be a short to medium range weapon. Grenade changes in the update include a 2.5 second fuse time on the flashbangs and the necessity to cook your grenades using the default D of R before throwing them. Finally, there are a few quality of life changes as well. Sprinting no longer prevents the breath bar from refilling, sprinting automatically cancels the lean function, and you can change your stance while reloading. One interesting bit of data that came out of the test servers appears to be a work-in-progress mini-map for the new desert environment. User BizFarts on Reddit data mined the map from the test server data and posted it for everyone to see. The names are probably just placeholders for now, though some of them would be awesome to see as permanent names, but the layout is cool. One user pointed out that Hard Luck, the main city on the map, is about the size of four pachinkis squished together. We're definitely going to get some urban firefighting on this map. There's a prison marked on the southwest and a military base on the northeast. Based on the current map, these are likely to be hotspots for loot. And there's a white line that cuts through the map from the northeast to the center of Hard Luck, and then back out to the northwest. If I had to guess, I'd say it's some sort of train track that runs through. The hype is real for the new map, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. And that's all the news from the Pachinki Underground. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed the episode. You can reach me on Twitter at bbv underscore gaming, or via email at bigbadvoodoogaming at gmail.com. As always, keep your radios on and check your corners. I'm Big Bad Voodoo, and I'll see you out there.